Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly, and now it's time for Powering Your Property, where we bring you the latest in property sector news and trends. According to Knight Frank, the world and the Asia-Pacific region are now better equipped to cope with new variants as vaccinations and oral medication for COVID-19 continue to gather pace. A wide range of indicators are pointing towards rebound and recovery in 2022 as Asia-Pacific enters a new cycle of growth driven by low interest rates and high inward investment. With these fundamentals in place, pent-up demand will fuel value growth across the region's residential and commercial sectors. Christine Lee, Head of Research Asia-Pacific at Knight Frank, joins us on the line today to share more. Christine, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. So let's start off. Economies have been hampered by lockdowns in 2021. That's no secret, particularly here in Southeast Asia and our emerging markets. Do you see them or what kind of recovery, I should ask, do you see in 2022? That's a very good question because uh, if you look at Southeast Asia markets, they tend to be more challenging throughout this pandemic uh, due to the large-scale lockdowns and also the multiple COVID waves that we see. And investment confidence, of course, took a dip when that happened, so resulting in the outflow of the foreign direct investments. And you brought up uh, the cooling measures. That's because the residential market continues to be very buoyant across Southeast Asia market, uh, particularly in the more um, mature markets like Singapore, Australia, New Zealand, etc., which saw a heightened uh, policy intervention um, in the coming quarters. In fact, Singapore just had its cooling measures announced before Christmas. And um, that is reflection of you know, the, the dry powders that we are seeing in the market that people are putting a lot of uh, emphasis on those um, so-called stay-home sector. So your residential, your logistics, and uh, your um, uh, e-commerce, all these sectors are actually booming. So that said, though, Christine, we do have some clouds on the horizon. For example, inflation has reared its head again, and it's a key concern for many investors. But what's the situation like when you're looking at the property market here in Asia Pacific, and why is it different? This pandemic um, has continued to redefine our attitude towards risk in the investment community. So definitely this inflation will remain as one of the key risks in 2022, given this renewed concern over border border closures and also the lockdowns, which will give uh, rise to the supply chain disruption. I think if you look at today, the raw materials can easily cost about 20-30% more. And, uh, um, you know, as raw materials is often priced in USD terms, the emerging markets could actually face more pressure on that front. Um, In terms of uh, the uh, Asia-Pacific, why is it um, different or what it means for the investors is that um, although we have this clear recovery on the path, the Omicron variant actually means things could still be very unpredictable. So in order to weather such uncertainties, you can see that wealth preservation will still be the key. And as a reflection of that, you can see our markets or investors are actually gravitating towards uh, stabilized assets as well as core markets. 
Therefore, you can see that those in the non-core markets or less prime assets, they tend to end up being shunned by investors. Mm. So where then are the areas of opportunities for investors that are looking at these stable markets when it comes to property investment? I think in 2022, we are still very positive on residential and logistic sectors. Uh, like what I mentioned, these are the stay-home sectors, uh, of course, including uh, multifamily as well as data center. So um, you can see that as a, um, as a result of you know, these new variants, uh, people generally feel that they are um, safer. Uh, these are the safer bets uh, going forward, and of course, uh, logistics have always been sought after by the pandemic, uh, making it the mainstream asset class. Given how popular you know the e-commerce uh, has become, and we, I think we all have the experience of buying whether it's 11, 11, 12, 12, uh, you know we can just get everything delivered to our doorstep, and I think it's going to stay with us for a long time to come. And uh, I think in terms of the key trends that we see, um, you know, uh, that will shape the the way market works is, of course, uh, for the residential sector, um, our global buyers survey actually shows that this pandemic has made people think about health and well-being when selecting new homes. So globally, talents are actually gravitating towards locations that promote a positive workplace culture, as well as, uh, you know, wellness uh, programs and incentives. And this will have long-lasting impact on residential property prices and uh, rental trends across many gateway markets across the region and I have I haven't touched on office but interestingly this um, market also shows that uh, trend interesting trend in the office sector because um, although many markets have experienced this sharp recession in 2021 I think 2020-2021 Singapore included the impact on office is actually not as significant as the previous crisis like GFC so maybe just to give you things in perspective you know during the GFC our vacancy rates rose to about eight percent for the prime grade A market but rents declined by 51% from peak to 12. And this time round, although vacancy rose to 12% across APEC, but the uh, rents decline have only been about 7% from the peak and some markets are already turning the corner. So why, why uh, we think that um, there is this uh, underlying demand that's supporting the market? I think one key trend is the rise of the tech tenants uh, who are actually displacing the banks to be the most significant space takers. And this is particularly true for the Chinese tech companies, you know, the likes of uh, ByteDance, Meituan, and Tencent across the region. And you also have your first tier US tech companies like Amazon, Facebook, Google, or Apple, which are still quite active in the market. So these have contributed to a smaller than expected drop in the grade A prime office rents, and we are seeing that window closing very soon. I just want to rewind a little bit, Christine, when you mentioned that topic of health and wellness. I mean, personally, I think that's something that rings true for me, and I'm sure it does for many of our listeners tuning in as well. And when you're looking at areas within the region, you mentioned, you know, in, investors or property buyers tend to flock towards 
areas or residential areas that can offer them that? Where can you give us an, some examples of where in the region we might be looking at? Singapore definitely stands out because uh, according to our survey result in 2021, um, people prioritize green spaces, whether it's outdoor or indoor spaces. And also the, um, the fact that, you know, the, the infrastructure, the livability of the city uh, really stands out because this word life balance uh, becomes top of their mind. I think we have heard of this, the great resonations mm-hmm. and uh, about a quarter of Singaporean workers actually want to change job in 2022. So a lot of these talents are looking at, you know, um, the region where they should be, um, you know, buying their uh, second home if they are already um, probably residing somewhere else. And uh, of course, some of the safe haven markets like Australia or South Korea uh, uh, to be, to, to, um, uh, some a market like South Korea also comes into mind um, when it comes to you know um, uh, you know being an attractive destinations for these talents. And that's an interesting point as well. When we talk about the great resignation, remote working is also a key trend. I mean, I I wouldn't mind working remotely from somewhere like Bali, but then you've got to think about as well climate change issues, don't you? When you're looking when you're forward planning to invest in a second property. Oh, definitely. I think this ESG, so-called uh, environmental uh, governance and uh, social mm-hmm. uh, impact is slowly filtering down to the invest- investors market. And uh, of course, from the residential perspective, it's a B2C business. So it boils down to people's choice. Um, of course, we, we're seeing more millennials or millennials. Uh, gravitating towards a more ESG compliant uh, residential home, for example, um, probably they require the the building to be of certain green rating, or they require some kind of uh, recycling uh, mechanisms in their condos or in their uh, apartments. I think those are valid points. But uh, what is interesting is really how this ESG is um, actually penetrating uh, into the investors market. We are seeing, you know, a whole ecosystem of this uh, ESG, but of course, uh, placing a lot on the um, uh, E factor, not so much on the G and S yet, the E factor. Really, um, people are looking at the whole uh, ecosystem, how these investments are made, uh, whether uh, buyers or sellers, how... Uh, how they look at all these factors, whether they can get a green loan from the bank or uh, some of these uh, properties must achieve certain standards, some certain ratings. So it's going to be a game changer in the investors world. What are some of the other key trends that you're looking at, Christine? We've spoken about a few. We've spoken about remote working. We've spoken about ESG. What are some of the other key notable trends when it comes to property purchasing in 2022 that you're going to be watching out for? So the other area I think will be the uh, investment sales market. So those are the uh, key investment deals that's at least uh, 10 million US and above. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see that uh, interestingly, despite this uh, challenging outlook of office sector, which I mentioned earlier, um, investors are still very keen on this sector. In fact, according to our work, uh, uh, forecast. I think 60% of all the volumes that's going to happen in Asia will go into the office sector. 
And we are also seeing a lot of um, sovereign wealth fund, for example, like the Singapore's GIC, continue to deploy capital at a vast scale throughout the region, uh, whether it's prime office in Australia, CBD, or logistics in China. And we will also uh, see some SVs, for example, um, because share prices have reached pre-pandemic level and they do have large amount of capitals to deploy. Um, so in terms of markets, I would think that you know Australia remains a top destination for uh, capital throughout this pandemic. And it's known to be a safe haven market. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2022, we also see more uh, European capital, particularly uh, coming to this part of the world because of the low interest rate environment. And some of the sectors like built to rent uh, or multifamily will continue to attract a lot of capital. Thank you, Christine. We've been speaking with Christine Lee, Head of Research Asia Pacific Night Frank. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.